Hi, this is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 87 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week it's Mesmerize by System of a Down. Let's get into it. Mesmerized with two Zs this week. Two Zs, yes. The way it should always be spelled. I think, I mean, if I was actually writing this word, it'd be, they'd be both S's, wouldn't they? Yeah, in I, I think so. I know, I know like in America, it's like I-Z-E and in the US, in the UK, it's I-S-E, but yeah. the first one should never be a Z. No, definitely not. Double, <laughs> double negative, system of a down. Bad job with your album title. Yes, poor grammar potentially good music let's listen um how are you kyle i am fine so i saved you a story for once i didn't we obviously you did caught up off air but i've saved you a story so last week jess and i we have started up uh, started digging up our back garden we are hoping to get an extension in the back garden like a, a single cool. story extension and we need to obviously it's currently paving stones and we have to dig it all up and get it ready for the builders to lay down the new foundations we were raking up the dirt you like you know getting up basically that we realized that it's like a layer of soil and then underneath is just like rubble that they've like thrown in obviously that was from a, another building project so we were getting that all up and getting it all organized and into rubble bags and soil and etc and I got down to a stone and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is this is a tough old stone. This is buried. Ooh. And then I gave it a nudge and I heard. Tss. No. And I was like, well, that's definitely not a stone. So we excavated it and I'd hit the what turns out to have been the mains water pipe into our house. Oh, no. Yes. And this was on a Sunday. So I had to call our water supplier and like. Can someone come and fix our water pipe? Because it was like fucking, you know, all the soil we'd been digging was now just a lake. Did you at least know where the uh, the stopcock was so you could immediately cut? The well, it water? took us. The problem is, right? Our neighbours. Uh, on one Two side, hours later. Uh, we went to see the Batman last week. Oh yes, you hadn't seen it the last time we spoke because I wanted to talk about yes. it. Yes. Yes. Thoughts? Did you like it? I I did like it. Yeah, it was very. Mm. It was very noirish. It was very slow. It was very mm. dark. It was very hard to see sometimes yeah. what was going on. Uh, yeah. I thought old Colin was great as the Penguin. Not enough Penguin for me. He was. Uh, and I yeah. thought Paul Dano was great as the Riddler. Um, he was horrible, wasn't he? Yeah, really horrible. Like, I'd <laughs> forgotten how quite good he is at playing, like, a scary person. Um, yeah. And I didn't mind Patterson either um, as, yeah. as old Batman. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was a good take doing it, like, a year into him being Batman, but without seeing all the bollocks to get there. You know what I mean? Like, it still felt like he was yeah. finding his feet in Gotham. But, yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't know if it needed to be three hours long, but... No... I think but, I, th- I really liked that it was like slow and detective-y yes and me like too it felt more like Zodiac than it did a Batman film yes absolutely which yeah. was cool um, and yeah it was good the uh, the one thing I wanted to say to you was that you know really early in, in the film where he's sort of doing this taxi driver-esque like it's a voiceover of his journal like talking yeah. about how dirty the city's got yeah and, uh, and what was it he said maybe it's Oh, he goes, uh, he's talking about the city and then he goes, maybe it's beyond saving. And I thought he said, he was like talking about how bad it was. And then I thought he'd go, maybe it's Beyonce. 
It's her fault. Like, it's Beyonce's fault. Lock her up. What is this that, that Batman and Beyonce are both Can you imagine? In that's the, she's the big bad. He goes into the club and it's just Beyonce. <laughs> so, on with the show. On with the show after that. Uh, I mean, so we're, we're, we're back to System of a Down. We, we listened to Toxicity in season one. Um, you, you had never listened to much System? I can't, like you said, I think no, you said. I knew, I knew Chop Suey off that album, and I yeah. know BYOB off this album. Okay. And that's the extent sort of, of your. Yeah. Okay. But we both Perfect. really enjoyed Toxicity, so. We surely did. So, did you, because I think you said when we listened to Toxicity, you a few more of them, you were like, oh, I do recognize this. Mm. Did that happen on this album yes. at all? Absolutely not. No. Okay, so literally none of them. None of them apart from BYOB. Okay, cool. So that's, I yeah. mean, that's, I mean, it's always interesting listening to a System of a Down album anyway, but going in completely blind is always like, blind. you know what I mean? Like, because I knew this album. Um, yeah. When I was at school, my friend, my old bass player, had it and listened to it religiously. So I like, okay. and not that I was, I wasn't like, fuck, I'm going to have to listen to System again. Like I did enjoy it, but I just mean like it was always on. So I, Every time, yeah. like listening to it this week, was like, oh, of course, I know this one and this one and this one and this one. Um, gotcha. Okay. But you were you were absolutely blind. Okay, so should we do? I was. We, uh, we don't need to do really a history a history of system. If you want to do that, then you can go back and listen to whatever episode it was. Episode forty four. Forty four. Should have checked. Should have checked. I'll double check now. Oh my god, it's forty four, Kyle. Oh, this guy, this guy knows his stuff. Rain man over here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so this is the album that came two albums after Toxicity. They did an album called Steal This Album, which is uh, just a wonderful title for an album. Um, yeah. And then, uh, which I guess I've realised now, is a, it's a reference to uh, Abby Hoffman, isn't it? From the Trial of the Chicago 7, I've just remembered. He wrote a book called Steal This Book. I remember, I'm remembering he? this from the end of the Trial of the Chicago 7. It comes up with a, with a, like, a bit about each person. And it said okay. he wrote a book called Steal This Book and to this day no one knows how many copies have been sold because lots of people stole them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's impossible to track like, the figures. So I okay. guess it's a reference to him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and then, yeah, and then they did this album um, like a couple of years later. It's, it's sort of part of a double album. With Yeah, uh, so I wanted to bring this up because yeah, of course. off air when we picked Mesmerise like after we'd stopped recording last week. Yeah we sort of talked about that they were sort of part of like a two thing but they weren't really you you seem you said that oh they're they came out around the same time but it's not that they're necessarily like a double album but i but i wanted to maybe investigate that further because obviously i don't know hypnotize at all yeah um and there's things on this album which feel like it is part one of a bigger yeah thing. Especially because it's so short compared to their usual work as well. Yeah, that's true. I think so. I think I've misremembered, um, or maybe I'm just like not giving them enough credit. So they were recorded at the mm-hmm. same time in the same sort of sessions, a big lump of songs, and they were always planned to be two albums. Right. But I guess in my head, I was thinking that it's not like a concept album. You know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. this is part one of a story and that's part two of a story. And so therefore, yeah. they're not like. This, you know what I mean it's not like a piece of work but I guess that doesn't really matter it doesn't have to be yeah like a literal concept to be part of the same body of work and they are linked like you say the first track on this is called Soldier Side Intro and the last track yeah. on Hypnotize is called Soldier Side and they are they bookend the whole project oh um, interesting because I mean obviously we'll get into this when we talk about that song but 
he literally in soldier side intro he says like welcome to the soldier side so yeah. i was thinking okay this is like side a of a big album and it's the yeah. soldier side and then i was thinking maybe side b you know i thought hypnotize would start with something that's like i don't know the antithesis of like if it's if this yeah. is the soldier's point of view of things then maybe that's like the civilian's point of view of things or yeah like, i don't know yeah, I don't think so. Again, I've not, I'm less okay. familiar with Hypnotise, but I don't think so. I think I certainly know that, yeah, Hypnotise ends with Soldier Side, the full song. And I think that song right. ends with the repeat of the intro, like the intro comes back. So the very end of Hypnotise wow. is just the start and then it would like, you know, loop around and you'd start the whole thing again. Um, okay. But I don't think it's like Hypnotise has like re- retorts to every song on this album or like mm-hmm. partner songs or anything. Like, I think it's just 10 songs yeah. or whatever, <clears throat> but it happens to yeah. have been the same time. So you know Darren was obviously going through whatever he was going through and it all sort of came out in this big and I do remember that if you had both albums they like linked together you could like fold them into each other so it was like a huge <laughs> like a super what? cool a fold out thing yeah because they had like a weird cover I remember it was cool right, um, okay cool but yeah other than that like you say so I'm, I'm probably not giving it enough credit by saying that they aren't linked they are obviously linked because they were all written at the same time and they they whatever gotcha. yeah whatever emotional you know, and like world stuff that was happening uh, is is definitely mm-hmm. fed into both of them. But I'm just being silly and saying like, well, it's not Leviathan Part One and Two, so therefore <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, it's just me being a fool. Um, well, these albums do put them in a very elite camp. They for, certainly uh, do. There's only five artists ever that have released two albums in one year, and both of them have debuted at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other artists they are alongside are the Beatles, Guns N' Roses, Tupac, and DMX. So it's a. I mean, I like how varied that is. Yeah, really. so do I. Um, that is pretty. It's good. not like it's all one genre and then suddenly System of a Down are like hi guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that 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 is you know just spread across the board. That's really nice. To yeah, see. it is absolutely. I'm um, trying to think of what. Were the Guns N' Roses, was it Use Your Illusion? Did they come out in the same year? One and two, I guess so. Because that was yeah. it, right? And then it took him 14 years to do Chinese Democracy. So the idea of him doing an album, two albums in a year is unfathomable yeah. to me. Yeah, well, he probably didn't even get through one song in a year when, when we were talking about it. <laughs> no, he didn't. And I wish he fucking hadn't. <laughs> so we got Serge Tankian, lead vocal. Well, I guess this is the thing that slightly yes, differs on this album. it is, yeah. Um, so we've got... Serge Tankian on vocals and acoustic guitar and some keyboards uh, Darren Malakian vocals sort of 50% of the vocals on this are Darren as opposed yep. to before it was like pretty much all Serge um, he's the main guitarist as of course and he uncredited but he records half the bass because there was a lot of internal fighting going on and yeah. uh, Shavo wasn't around for much of this album I don't yeah. think yeah that seems to uh, be... So Shavo Odegaian is is officially the bassist, and then John Dolmayan is the drummer. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it's it's worth saying that Darren recorded by the looks of it half the bass, and yeah, um, and I remember... then also around this time, like Serge was sort of unofficially out of the band as well. Like he yeah. left as well. That he was not having much fun either, I guess, with the direction or maybe with the fact that he was barely singing anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I remember reading an interview at the time with Darren and him basically saying, like, because he does the demos. I think he's like the sort of key writer, or at least mm. on this album, he was certainly the, he wrote most of the, most of the material. And he plays drums as well. So I think he was saying, like, on the demos, he'd done the drums and the bass and the guitar and the vocals. And then when it got time to record the album, he was just like, I may as well record the bass as well. Like, yeah. 
which is strange to me. Like, yeah, I feel like we've had that before. Oh, was, was it? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it was Bullet, wasn't yeah. it? Where like you've literally got a bass player and you're like, I ah, don't, I'll do it. Don't worry. It's like, well, it's my, fuck, <laughs> it's my fucking job. Like, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting that all the interviews I found about this album were with Darren rather than with Serge. Yeah, um, I thought that was quite telling, maybe. Um, yeah. And okay, so it's released May seventeenth, two thousand five, to pretty good acclaim. Uh, mm-hmm. It debuted at number one in the US, as we've just said. It was also number one in Switzerland, Sweden, New Zealand, Greece, Germany, France, Canada, Australia, and Austria, and even the European album chart, which I didn't even know existed. Nope, that's very vague. Um, however, the UK being the UK, <laughs> it got to number two. <laughs> what was what beat it? Steve Brookstein, who uh, was the first winner of X Factor. Fuck off. <laughs> we just, we are great at this, are we? We are the fucking worst <laughs> country on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it sold about a million copies in America, gone platinum. Um, I think it sold a bit over two million worldwide by the looks mm-hmm. of things, um, which is pretty good. Pretty mm. big numbers. I can't. I can't remember how many toxicity sold, but I think that was sort of, that was in two thousand and one when it was everything was like several million if you're a new metal band, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. And it was recorded at the mansion with Rick Rubin. It surely was their go-to guy. Um, yeah, and I guess no surprises. It was sort of co-produced by Darren as well. Yeah. Um, and then Andy Wallace mixed it because you know he mixes everything. Yeah, of course he does. He's got the ears. He has got the ears. Um, BYOB won a Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. Did you see that? I did, yeah. Did it beat anything? Have we talked about anything else that it's beaten in the past? Yeah, it beat, um, beat Audio Slave. Doesn't remind me. Doesn't remind Which me? Indeed. I'd, it's not one of my favourite Audio Slave songs. I, I like it, but didn't... didn't, didn't oh, sorry, I'm fucking way ahead of myself. Yeah, 2004, okay, that was the year of Doesn't Remind Me. I was like, why was that from that album? Why would you put that? It's your goddamn Grammy nomination. Hand That Feeds by Nine Inch Nails. Um, Tin Pan Valley by Robert Plant. And Little Sister by Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, that's a tune. Yeah. So, pretty big year um, for for that sort of stuff. Hmm. So, this doesn't remind me of the only single from that album. No, Be Yourself you... was a single. Your Time Has Come was a single. Yeah. Those are massive songs. Yeah, absolutely. God. And they weren't there the next year or the previous year. So... It's the Grammys. Why are we even bothering? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rolling Stone gave it three and a half out of five. So what more do we need to say? So it's the best <laughs> album of all time. Let's move on. Probably is. Um, and then I guess it's also worth saying sort of what happened after this album. Yeah, in terms I think of, so. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give some yeah, so they, background on them? Yeah. So as we said, this album came out in, what, May? Uh so yeah yeah, hypnotize came out towards the end of the year and then they sort of went on tour uh and then broke up they like not broke up as such they they did one of those things where they announced we are going on hiatus but it's only a hiatus like don't worry we'll come back um and so that's exactly what they did and Serge went and did a solo album um darren went and formed scars on broadway uh shavo did a few things with um rza from the wu-tang clan oh really and yeah apparently um cool and uh john did some stuff as well um i can't remember what his band is i should i should find the name of his band i feel bad where i, I did read this earlier where where is your 
Oh, no, sorry, that's not true at all. He opened a comics, an online comic book store called Torpedo Comics, uh, is what he nice. did. Nice. Yeah. And then in 2010, they announced they were getting back together uh, for some reunion gigs. And that's basically what they've been doing ever since. I saw them at Reading in 2013, and they were fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they've basically just been touring like old stuff. They did uh, like a single last year, didn't they? Or 2020? I feel like they, yeah, they did Yeah, last year they released a couple of singles. So it was sort of feels like maybe they'll bring out a new album this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they do. But yeah, so they've basically just been touring old stuff. And then, they, yeah, they released a couple of new songs in 2020. But otherwise, we've just been sort of waiting. A bit like Rage Against the Machine, really. Waiting for them to come back and say something. Yes. Not not their only uh, parallel, I would say. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to do a track listing? And we'll get into some madness. Let's do it. So we have Soldier Side intro. Uh, BYOB. Revenga. Cigaro, yeah, Cigaro, radio slash video, this cocaine makes me feel like I'm on this song, violent pornography, question with an exclamation mark, sad statue, <laughs> old school Hollywood, and lost in Hollywood. I love Hollywood that it's question, exclamation mark, so not I. question mark, exclamation mark. So good, so system. Question! Question! Okay, so Soldier Side, I mean, it's, it's only a minute long and we've sort yeah. of talked about it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a lovely little acoustic opening. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of acoustic on this album, which I don't think there was on Toxicity. So No, I don't remember. There's a few things Toxicity. here where I'm like, oh, I don't remember this element to them, and this is yes. quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would the agree. And the acoustic is one of them, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's pretty interesting, and, and it immediately sort of um, prepares you for the like vocal harmonies that are going to go mm-hmm. through the album. Um, yes, they're sort of non-stop. Yes, exactly. Because I mean, they've both got very different voices when they're doing their own stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of times where they're harmonising together, which is so good. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, like you say, I feel like on Toxicity, it was sort of very surge-led. But Darren did some harmonies, and you can always tell. Here comes Darren. Maybe had a, a section or two of his own, but not much. Whereas on this, yeah. it is basically fifty-fifty. Like for every verse that Surge gets, Darren probably gets a verse, and they basically just yeah. swap who's going to harmonise at what point. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, again, so I don't know if we talked about because I think we obviously talked about Serge's voice, which is wonderful and strange, and he can do mm. things with it that don't make any sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't remember if we talked about Darren's voice because his voice is practically the same in that he can also do some strange ass things with it, and it's like it's really high. He's got really good range on him, and he, you know, he's like it works really well with Serge's voice. Do you like Darren's voice? Because you sort of, you know, you can't get away from it on this album. I do not like Darren's voice. Okay, right. Um, he's Obviously, he does loads of different things with it, but I don't really like his shouty, screamy uh-huh. side. Yeah. Um, and I don't really... I don't know. I, I think he does... Like, his go-to sound is, like, something wacky. Yeah. When he's doing... When he's harmonising, I think they both sound amazing together. Yeah. But when he's leading, generally, I'm not much of a fan of okay. that side of it. Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, also, I, I, I've just really been thinking this week, and this I actually haven't assessed this by looking at photos, but all week I've been thinking, does Darren look just like Judd Nelson in The Breakfast Club? Like a young Darren. Is, is there any similarity? In my head, they're twins, to but the... that could be... <laughs> to the internet. They probably, don't, they probably don't look anything like each other. No, I, I would say he does look a bit like him, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can get away I, with I could, yeah, I think not so. being I think... ridiculous for saying that. No, no, I think you could. I <laughs> like a, a, a double take. You know, you'd be like, wait a minute. Yeah, if they were stood next to each other, you would absolutely think they were in some way related. <laughs> okay, that's. Uh, I'm glad I'm vindicated from that. <laughs> I thought we were going to actually look at photos and be like, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You sacrifice. Um, and then, so then, yeah, just a, a, a minute of acoustic and vocal harmonising and then straight into one of the maddest songs there is that's also quite like a big main, not all, not mainstream I mean it, it doesn't have the same appeal as Chop Suey I wouldn't say no but it's probably I don't know is it their second biggest song I, I guess yeah probably I mean I, I agree yeah. it's one of the strangest sort of singles like popular yeah. songs yeah. like of, of, of songs on this album to choose this one as your lead single yeah. is yeah it's it's mad i mean i absolutely love this song so we'll say i'll also say quickly i so i used to think the same about darren's voice like i used to think wow let surge sing like you've like you're, you're good for harmonies and like a, occasional parts but i definitely prefer surge's voice and i think i still do prefer surge's voice but i i, I don't know if i've softened to it or if i'm just used to this album at this point but mm-hmm. i don't mind darren's voice as much at least like in this context because i remember listening to scars on broadway and not really getting on with them but there's something about the strangeness of system that I think, like it doesn't. Darren's yeah. voice sort of fits, um, but yeah, I definitely do prefer Surge. I just think certainly this week I've not been. I feel like when I first listened to this album, I was like, nah, like I've, you've taken over too much, and I don't like it. But not this week so much. Anyway, BYOB is fucking nuts. Yes, what a fast riff! It's so fast that it sounds like he's like missing notes almost yeah. in that intro. Yeah, it does, and it's he does it quite a lot in this album. There's lots of really fast like picking like like low chugging and stuff um but it's one of those riffs where just as a as a guitar player it's like you know where you're like there's an open string between every note and it's like yeah. so hard to make sure you're like and i like it's yeah. oh it's such a such a tough thing to do but then it kicks in and it's just like like you say how who at the record company listened to this with that verse that's just like and he's like screaming like as fast as he can like absolute madness but then, but I guess I understand it because then it drops into like the catchiest chorus of all time. Oh my god, that chorus is yeah, so good. It is, and it's. I realised this week. I don't think I'd ever noticed, but it's like such a great riff underneath it. It's not like a big chordy chorus. He's going like da 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 da. It's like a great riff, yeah. but over yeah. the top. He's got that open hi hat, and he's got the like. It's so catchy. It's, yeah, it's very like. I don't know, very poppy. The chorus. Yeah, absolutely. A, no, no, not even poppy. Like it's sort of. I don't know what it is about it, but you can imagine anyone singing that chorus having, but it's sandwiched yeah. in between this absolutely nuts thing that's yeah, going on. Yeah, just chaos. I I wrote in my notes like, can you think of any other band in the world that would write a song like this that went from no. that to that and back, and then you get that bridge which is you know this goddamn blast beating and screaming. Yeah, and, like I don't think anyone else could put a song like this together. No, I would say not. No. Um, yeah. Also, on, only Serge could uh, could sing along with a guitar riff and still win a Grammy for it. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Which, I mean, it's it's not the only time he does it on this album where he's just like la 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 over the guitar. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I remember reading as well in an interview with Darren, um, and at the time, like not having noticed, and now I can never not hear it in the chorus. That the top harmony is like really high, like it's like a, mm-hmm. um, and it's 
I think it's Surge. It's, I, this is the problem. I can't remember who it was. But basically, one of them put it over the chorus without the other one knowing, whoever is doing that harmony. And, okay. and whoever it was came in and thought that they'd got a female vocalist in. Like, that's how much they're oh. okay. They can, like, modulate their voices. Is that wow. if it was Surge, say, Darren came in and he was like, did you get a, a female in to do the harmony? And Surge was like, no, that's me. <laughs> like, I did that last night while you were out at the studio. <laughs> Madness. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. But yeah, yeah. The, the harmony in that chorus, like, on the second round of it, yeah. is so, so nice. It I love it so, so much. Good. Yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. Did you um? There's also yeah. a, a, like a not a war pigs nod, right? The why do presidents Is fight it? the war? Why do they always send the poor? That's a that's uh, I don't know if it's but they say that in war pigs, right? That's I mean it's a I guess it's a that, sentiment that's just of, a general sentiment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I just didn't yeah. know if it was a, a like an actual tip of the hat or it's obviously just a a universal. Yeah. Sentiment I mean, I, I think that that sort of that double question is sort of uh, it's almost the manifesto of who System of a Down are really yeah, isn't it like, it really is this yeah. is why we write songs you know yeah um, yeah I mean and it's a great you know it's it's a very Rage Against Machine system like this is this is what we're up to yeah it surely is it's good um, but yeah I mean it it's it does like a, even though there's really strange like tempo shifts and, and things it does generally follow a quite a sensible formula until yeah after that second vert, second chorus. Yeah. And then you get the screamed bridge, which just sort of goes and goes. And then you go back to a verse and a chorus, but then the chorus doesn't finish because they cut no, themselves off and go back into the <laughs> yeah. screaming. And then into another riff, and it just sort of descends into this mad chaos, yeah. like just chopping each other off. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. God. I love it. Yeah. Sigaro. Nope. Revenger. Revenger. Sorry, sorry, it's fine. So this, yes, I mean, so this starts with some of that nice clean strumming again, and some like a constant bass drum, and then it just drops into the most gallopy gallop riff of all time. There is a lot of there's a lot of Metallica influenced riffs on this album. I would say, like, I know that their style isn't at all like Metallica, but I think sometimes what he's doing is very, very James. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I don't remember that being much on Toxicity. I don't remember there being any dun 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 on Toxicity. No. Uh, no, it was 2001. Cool. You, you couldn't do that. Yeah, true. <laughs> you it was allowed. illegal. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, but the, uh, so this starts with hanging chords, which again is something I wasn't really expecting to hear from him. Yeah. Like before you get into the galloping, he just does some hanging chords. And he does it yeah. in, a, in a chorus later on in the album as well. And you're yeah. like, oh, I can't really imagine... Like, surely his hand gets bored doing a hanging chord because he just wants to be, like, doing something as fast as he can. Yeah. Yeah, he must do. Maybe if you watch him on stage, he's, like, really sad at that bit. It's like, come on. Plays it really fast. Okay, come on. (laughs) Or maybe he just keeps playing really fast, but they just turn his guitar down in between the hanging chords. So he he knows that he's doing something, but we don't. He's just secretly shredding between the chords. Um, the, the verse in this is basically what you just said where it's everyone together and it's fucking nuts and the drums are like brum, 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 brum. like yeah I mean I, I don't even know what to say about those verses no. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to so it's just like an assault on the senses yeah it's fucking nuts and then you get to the chorus which I'm just going to point out how I mean John's great and he was always great but the, mm. the drums in this song are fucking insane but the, the cowbell bit, in between each line that, yeah like with the 
But like he's doing the open hi hats all that don't stats don't stats, and then his right hand's going ding 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 like yeah. how is he fucking doing that? Like I watched him do it and I was like Jesus Christ! I assumed it was an overdub, but it's not. It's just him doing it at once. Like he's very oh, good. He's very yeah. very good. Yeah. And having done that verse as well, he, yeah, it's not exactly like he's going from that verse and then just doing something nice and simple for the, for yeah. the chorus. Yeah, exactly. But it's got that Gojira thing where he just like drops into it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm. like you've got to really think about what he's playing. But he's just like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. And then I really like the sort of epic, dark sounding bridge tremolo riff. It's sort of, it's very, I don't know, very sort of dark. I don't know, it feels very epic in a way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely, just because there's not like really solos on this album. Yeah, it does. No. But like this, this occasionally like a lead line or like a melodic over the top. I remember, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Hypnotized has like a fucking shredding solo in it, the single. Oh. It breaks down to this really weird like quiet midsection and he's playing this like quite high and then he just starts going like... Blah, 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 like, oh, I just remember being I mean, really surprised by it. it. Yeah, but it's just, he doesn't do it very often, does he? Yeah. He just tends to do a lot of like tremolo single note uh, single string mm. riffs like overdubbed over the top of whatever's going on yeah and they i mean generally they work i think it's a really cool sound yes uh should we get to cigarro sure i mean i mean i can't imagine you listening to this for the first time i've again i've been aware of this song for 16 years but how the hell did you feel when this started <laughs> well the opening riff is like maybe my favorite on the album because yeah. it's so heavy and then yeah. especially with that like death growl just like yeah and you're like oh my god where's this gonna go where's this gonna go and it doesn't go where you think it's gonna go no it really doesn't i mean it's so silly um yes i don't know it feels like but i don't know in in toxicity i don't want to keep comparing the two obviously but you got like halfway through the album with some you know really hard-hitting political yeah amazing instrumental stuff before you got to the silliness of Pogo. Whereas yeah. in this album, I feel like they're just like, nah, let's just do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I never... Let's so just I never... bring it up front. Yeah. So I read the lyrics to this. Like, I've sort of obviously known them because they're quite pronounced. <laughs> um, but, like, I read that on Genius Lyrics and, and they're saying that, like, it's a... And I'd never really thought about it, but they, it's like a takedown of sort of corporate America, the idea of, like, the big boss. You know what I mean? Who's sort of, like like goes yeah. in all guns bl- and like but I never thought about it like that and it is a it's an interesting way of getting that message across because I think that is probably what it's about it certainly seems like it but it's just such yeah. a silly way of getting the message across it is. I suppose isn't it it is like I think I, Leah, I mean I have no doubt that all of their songs that they ever make have these deep yeah. meanings to them it's just how subtle or how silly they want them to appear on the surface I guess yeah and they they are, you know, they are fully in control of that dial, and yeah. and sometimes and it's, it's like, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, I something do. like, um, I was trying to think, what, what was the, what's the song, um, the one from Toxicity where like the chorus is uh, just talking about like shooting, like police shooting children with rubber bullets, and it was just like oh. the most awful but amazing it's, no, it's not chorus forest, in the world. Is it, is it Forest? Maybe, maybe, but I was or, just like. That is just like so in your face and like so abhorrent in terms of like what they're talking about, and it yeah. just like really like makes you like stop in your tracks. Yeah. And then something like this, it's like okay, yeah, I, I sort of get it, but I mean, maybe maybe 
I could easily miss the point of this song. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I mean. I think I maybe have for the whole my whole life yeah. until until this week. But I do love the goddamn chorus. That that like mm-hmm. feel of the chorus is just so when it just goes down. That's fucking killer. And I yeah. Every time it comes in, it makes me really excited. Yeah, I I think it's interesting thinking about um, how they've evolved because in two thousand and one. And, you know, in that era of new metal, you had like, you know, you, you would have a riff that carries a song. And, you know, there was so much hip hop influence. And I mean, especially with, with them, they had that influence. They had like the traditional, as we sort of described it, sort of like almost like carnival side to their sound as well. But you yeah, generally would have these parts and sometimes you would use guitar to lead it and sometimes you wouldn't. And there'd be all these different elements. So things didn't necessarily just go straight from one into the other to the other. Whereas I think this album, obviously it's a few years later, new metal isn't really a thing anymore. And this album does feel a lot more metal mm-hmm. in that respect. And it's just, you know, it's very guitar led. Maybe that's because Darren like completely like slapped Took everyone over the out of the studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it does really feel like those riffs, like genuinely and like organically go from one to the other rather mm-hmm. than just being different sections, I think. Yeah, I think that's like a, a massive difference between the two albums. Yeah, I reckon you're right. Should we jump to radio video? Yes. Would, is it John Frusciante playing the intro to this? Because it I sounds mean... <laughs> very made up chili peppers. It might well be. Walked in, yeah. he probably knows Rick Rubin. Yeah, Had a quick sure goes. Left, yeah. Um, in fact, it wasn't it them that like sort of made the mansion famous? Because they did Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, there. it and probably was, yeah. As a result of that, other people were like, Oh, let's, let's do just this. And there, yeah. was like, let's just make it a studio. I think. Why wouldn't that. you? And now I'm saying that I don't actually think <laughs> John Frusciante was on that album, was he? Yeah? I don't know. Okay, he's left and come back that... so many times that I don't know which one like that was Dave Navarro not. on that album. Oh, I don't fuck. Know. No, surely let's not. Let's have a look. Yeah, quick side note interlude music again. <laughs> <laughs> um, personnel. Oh, no, yeah, it's. Maybe he left after that and then he came back for Californication. God knows. Because he's back again now. Breaking news. He John is Frusciante back is again back now. in Tilly's. They've kicked out that Josh. Josh, what was it? Yeah. Kling- Klinghoffer? Klinghoffer, that's the one. Um, oh. He's in... What did Dave Navarro do then? He was in a video for Fr- like... Wasn't he in the video for like Aeroplane or one of those ones? Like the the... Roller coaster of love, whatever the hell that song is yeah, called. Yeah, did he do one that... hot minute? I don't know. I never don't think I even know one hot minute. This is going very well. He was in the band <laughs> from ninety three to ninety five. Oh, okay. Ninety. Oh, so he, yeah, he did one hot minute. Okay. They did Blood Sugar just before he joined, and they did Californication just after he left. Okay. So okay. It was just a couple. So of he years did one hot minute with like Airplane and P and uh, not a massive album really. Oh, my friends is on that album. Anyway, we are. <laughs> Not here to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers. Do, are they no. too far out of the realms to, to for us to get to one day? Do you think? No, I mean I would. I I'm a huge fan of Californication, or at least I. I well, I'm not listening in a while, but I I've never really okay. listened to them other than that. So I'd I'd glad okay. to do that album. But... Did you see that someone recently like finally programmed the uh, Californication video game? Like you can actually play it now. Oh fuck off! Yeah. Well, that's made my entire life. There's like seven, seven different levels or something. 
Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I remember when it first came out, that video, and I didn't know them and I didn't know its name. I'd seen, like, the end of it on Kerrang! And I was like, what's that video game song? Like, and I couldn't... And then it eventually came on one day and I was like, yeah! <laughs> so I got to, like, watch the whole video and listen to it. Um, but yeah, fuck, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to play that right now and I'm going to have to tell my brother. That'll make my brother's life, I think. We'll both be so excited. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. You've made my day. Good. Uh, radio video. Yes. I really like this song. It's really yeah. fun. It's. I mean, it even though, even anywhere. though, it, no, it doesn't. Even though it's inspired by Kiss, you still like it. Even though it's inspired by Kiss, even even that oh doesn't stop God. me liking. You're it a changed song, man. Yeah. I am. Um, I mean, who who were Danny and Lisa? I, I saw that they were Darren's neighbours. Yeah, they, he, they they apparently played Paul Stanley's first solo album to him when he was a kid, yeah. which then got him into yeah. Kiss, which then got him into rock music. So it's just like a nod to the yeah. people that helped him. Uh, yeah, getting to rock music, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> I mean. The, his way of thinking is so weird. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because the Genius Lyrics has lots of like interviews with him at the bottom of like, here's what he said about this song. And it's always just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. He's just like taking one word and he's like, well, this happened when I was a kid. So that obviously means it's about nostalgia. And it's like, no, you're just saying yeah. the names of two people you knew. Yeah, like some of his lyrics and, and songwriting is so like literal and some of it's like, okay, you want to write a song about how amazing it is that you've sort of you've discovered rock music and now you're like in one of on the, the radio. Bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and you choose to do that by, I don't know, like how do you go? Yeah, that's how I'm going to write that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It is I mean, weird. I love the chorus in this, and I love how it just literally just goes. It's the same verse every time. It's just mm-hmm. whether it's going to be slower or have more instrument layers yeah. or, you know, it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I like do it. love that verse though, with the like the sort of that kind of eastern that with the accordion or whatever the hell it is in the background, yeah. like yeah. playing. I really like that, and I love when um, Surge comes in. I think in the second half and does all the R's over the top of it. Oh, like the, that harmony, it's so yeah, good. Again, they're so good at that. Just like like he's not saying anything; he's just sort of going ah, but it sounds ah, a bit like the notes, the yeah. notes he's choosing. Yeah, it's just perfect. Um, it's but yeah, it's a very simple great. song. This, like you say, it's very straightforward for a for a system song. Yeah, but it's cool. I like it, and then mm. it's just like the the chorus is just so like bouncy and and fun. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the opposite of that, which is <laughs> this cocaine makes me feel like I'm on this song. Yes, uh, I mean, my first note is this riff is so mid noughties metal. I can't yeah. believe that no one else has written this riff before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. love it, but I can't believe that no one's done it already. Yeah, no, me neither. I love that. Do you mean wait? This so there's two at the start. The one that that's got the high bend, like the down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. new metal, isn't it? It's so yeah. early two thousands. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't used it before on one of their earlier albums. Yeah, it's not just like exactly. a, a copy from something they did. But I mean, the verse of this. I mean, I guess it starts with the, the chorus technically, which is like over that riff and quite sort of straightforward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. It's just fucking nuts from start to finish. Like, like he's shouting mm-hmm. gonorrhea gorgonzola at like, like, yeah, like super high pitched. He's. It's, Wait, isn't that bit the bit that sounds like the kids from Nightmare Before Christmas? Isn't it? Yeah, like sort of chanting that as well. Yeah, and it's all like sort of matched and syncopated and fucking. Oh God, it's like the whole thing's in sixteenths, but like everyone's doing sixteenths. His voice is doing sixteenths. Like, it's absolutely mad. I mean. You know, for, for the sake of people that haven't heard this song, should we just, you know, 
So it goes, uh, there's nothing wrong with me, there's something wrong with you, there's something wrong with me, I hope your stepson doesn't eat the fish. Uh, and then it goes, killers never hurt feelings three times, and then gonorrhea, gorgonzola, gonorrhea, gorgonzola, single files of cleaning feedings. I mean, what? What's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we should we should probably say that when he says fish, he goes fish like that. Fish. <laughs> That's how he says fish. I hope Sometimes he doesn't need the fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, what's uh, wrong with the fish? Well, I, I, <laughs> so I looked this up. Apparently, fish is a slang term for crack cocaine. Oh. So, <laughs> that's what that means. Because I, 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 mean, I, I was like, why is he talking about song fish? feels like, I mean, the, the way he's delivering the lyrics and the fact that he's just like, like chanting the words like gonorrhea, gorgonzola. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like they've, they've made their own version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. They've just gone, <laughs> how dare you? Let's just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we should also say it's two minutes long, so it's like yes, it's insane how much they sort of cram in, how many words they cram in, let alone anything else. It's fucking yeah, it's just like I mean, I guess it's to go along with the cocaine idea, but it's like I guess so, yeah. Two minutes of just being like punched and slapped from all sides, and you don't really know where you with, are. With a wet and fish. The song ends with a wet fish, and then and right yeah. towards the end, I hadn't noticed until I saw a comment on the song meanings, but there's like a really low piano over the last like round of chorus, and it sounds yeah, so yeah. cool. I yeah, he like he, he should play. Like he does play. He's got piano on stage, doesn't he? But like, you mm. know, it doesn't come out that often, and I, I I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, uh, I was about to ask you a question, which would sound very weird out of context. But how do you uh, feel about violent pornography? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, outside of the podcast, I just love it. But uh, <laughs> inside the podcast, I also love it. <laughs> um, so th- th- there's something about that very first note where everything comes in just that very first moment that sounds so Alterbridge and I, like the riff doesn't but that very yeah. first note does I don't know what it is yeah let me just you're right I don't know why it's an Alterbridge note isn't it just it's a March yeah. Monty dong like there's something about I guess that. it's yeah. there's, there's a lot on this album where he it sounds like everything's in standard but maybe he's because Mark plays a lot with his top string uh, sorry, his low string down to B, but then the rest. Yeah, B standard. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah, or D, yeah. or yeah, that sort of thing. So it, yeah. it sounds like maybe it's something like that. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, uh, what are they doing in this album, Kyle? What? <laughs> just really every, anything, anything, me. and everything they want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is this song? Apparently, it's it's just about the fact that Darren loves disco music. Yeah, the that's the other again. Like, but then why is it? called violent pornography and why are you talking about that if it's a song about how much you love disco music I think apparently the, the rest of it is about news corporations okay I guess so why he's decided to match that with a chorus yeah. about how he loves disco and I bet you didn't know um, I don't know but apparently it's about news outlets yeah. and things I don't know um, but yeah it, this song really took me by surprise obviously but in the chorus <laughs> When it, when he's just playing hanging chords underneath the yeah. lyrics, I was like, "That's dun, weird stats, for them." Dun, stats, dun, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is yeah. quite similar. I mean, it's so catchy. That's the other thing as well. They're so good at writing. Like, no matter what they're saying and how they're doing it, it's still quite yeah. like singable or whatever. Like that chorus is that. I mean, even the pre-chorus, the non-stop disco, da 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 da, woo, yeah. like you know, what I mean, it's so <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there might be something bigger at play. So. You know when I said... Oh, here we in... go. I love a theory. <clears throat> yes. Uh, did I mention in Sing 2, 
chop suey is in that film. <laughs> you might have. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Sing One? I've I not seen remember. Sing One or Sing Two. No. Okay, so uh, the main character, um, the koala, um, his like assistant is this old lady who's like a frog i think or a lizard i think she's a lizard or a frog or a comedian or something <laughs> and um she's this like old librarian lady anyway in um in sing two she's drive like it cuts he's like oh mrs frog i need you to go oh yeah she must be a frog she's called mrs frog i think um he's like i need you to go like find this thing for me and then it just does a hard cut and she's like racing down the highway in her like um convertible car like screaming along to chop suey (laughs) (laughs) but the the woohoo in this song i feel like she does that in those films and i I don't know maybe that's just a like maybe the director is just a massive system system fan he's just like makes her do that i don't know it's so funny that's so good i hope that is true what a theory everybody ladies and gentlemen what a theory sing to system of a down collab absolutely (laughs) across the years Yes, um, uh, Mason. Any, anything else to say about this song? No, eyes. Uh, Which one we get to? Question. Question. How do you feel about question? Best song on the album. Easy. It's, so this down. is a single, and I love the video so game really cool. It's so good, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's also like in that verse. Like I understand the drum pattern in the verse, but I can still never quite fucking get it because it's in like mm. five or like nine or some shit. Um, yeah, but I do not know what the time signature is in this. No, in like I, I get it, I get it in the, the, uh, the the stab bit where where he plays through, like so the intro when he's mm-hmm. just playing down, like and he's playing the snare on the one. But yeah, everything else is fucking nuts, and I love it. Like that verse is, I've no idea what he's talking about. Um, but that like sliding bass, oh, bass yeah. like it's amazing. Yeah, like the rim shot drums and like just being surge as well, like a surge led, really quite quite mm-hmm. quiet vocal. Um, and then yeah, that pre-chorus obviously just single chords, the dreaming the night bit. Yeah, and then the chorus. Chorus is huge. It's great. And it's great. It it it's got that thing that Chop Suey's got of like the sort of like spacious, um, like. I don't know, almost like clean chorus that feels like quite operatic compared to like a, a metal side and, and things like that. But yeah, yes, yeah. I think I think maybe it's the fact that it's it's Surge completely taking the lead that draws me to this song. But yeah, yeah. I just just I mean, really really is. like it. And then it's just got like once once it gets into that bridge as well, it's just got so many layers to it. And mm-hmm. Darren is doing this amazing like tremolo riff over the top of everything, and it, like obviously it's like it's just going and it's just oh it's going crazy yeah it's amazing yeah i love as well uh, just singing along to the riff as well (laughs) of course why wouldn't he that's what you do in a a band you sing along to the guitar um yes i I, it's worth talking as well about just quickly the the like the chorus is considering how operatic it is the riff underneath it is like it's like really complicated but then later on in the back half it drops to that and you get the chorus with that (laughs) it's fucking sick it's always makes me like excited when that riff drops in yes Uh, yes 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 i love it great song sad statue yes synth synth lots of synth to end the album now yeah, lots of synth out of nowhere, which again is a thing that was not on Toxicity at all, to the best of my knowledge. I don't know there being they've any. They've star on us. They have. How dare they? How dare they? Um, again, uh, this one has this sort of slow, spacious chorus, you know, and it plays with that dynamic, which is really, really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
what what's the effect that he's using on his guitar in the chorus on this? I couldn't like a... I couldn't tell. Like I, it might be a phase, it might be a chorus, it might be. I'm never quite yeah. sure. Like the the distinction. I, I, yeah, and I it might be one of those things where he's got about six pedals pressed at once. I wish. Yeah. I wish they I wish they had it in the liner notes. Here's what pedals I am pressing so that we could talk <laughs> about it. You know, I'm sick of not yeah. knowing. Um, speaking of the chorus, though, I was going to ask you mm. to listen to uh, a song that has definitely ripped them off and could definitely be sued. Um, okay. I'm mildly loath to say the name of the song. I love the song, and it's like satire and it's tongue in cheek, but it's got it's got it uses a word that I don't like. Um, so if you're on Google, if you're on Spotify, yeah, it's by a guy called John Grant, and it's an album called uh, the The Queen of Denmark. Isn't the name of the album? Let me see if I can find the song without you having to say it for me. Sure, let's go with uh, I guess it's Sigourney Weaver you, you don't want to say out loud. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I hate that woman. I wouldn't, I take that back. I love Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney, I love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's it, begin, it begins okay, with JC well, for Jesus Christ. Yes, 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 of course. Yes, so like it's a tongue in cheek song about how his Christian parents did not like the fact that he was gay, and it's um, brilliant. Okay. Uh, but about 118, the chorus is at about 118. Skip to that and tell okay. me it's not the same melody as the You and Me Will All Go Down in History with a sad statue. There you go. It's just the same melody, isn't it? All week I've been that like, is, John, yeah. you ripped them off. <laughs> that is the same song, pretty much. <laughs> yes, I've been singing it over the top of it all week. Um, <laughs> so there you go. I just wanted to show you that. That's all. Thank you. I like it. Um, do you like this song though, generally? <laughs> this might be the one that I like the least. Like, I don't mind it. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. But um, I really like the chorus, but I think the verse mm-hmm. is, the verse is sort of so-so for me. Um, yeah. But I remember the bridge. The bridge has like, it like builds the what is it in us that turns to a deaf ear bit. But underneath mm-hmm. it, it sounds like he's blast beating, but like quietly. <laughs> I'm sure he is, yeah. If anyone <laughs> quietly blast beated it, it'd be, uh, it'd be John, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, fucking nuts so but yeah otherwise like it's okay don't get me wrong but it's just not it's not my favorite that's all okay i i really like this song um, okay i think because it, it plays with that dynamic of the like it's a pretty intense verse without being like silly system it's like yeah it's heavy and fast but it's it's still sort of straightforward yeah and then the dynamic of that to into the quite you know dark sounding slow chorus is, is pretty yeah. interesting yeah yeah i do love that chorus um, i will definitely agree there yeah cool okay and now we get our nice hollywood double bill yeah uh, starting with one of the most like why have you written a song about this uh old school hollywood <laughs> yeah so it's just it's just about the fact that darren played in the charity baseball game yeah, with, with you know, Tony with Frankie Danza. Avalon and Tony yeah. Danza. Yeah, and he sort of thought, I guess he thought that it was like weird that he was there and that maybe it was a strange thing for him to be doing. And so he went yeah. home and wrote this song, which is all full of like vocoders and synths and 80s like madness and every other yeah. line is like a robot voice. Old school Hollywood. <laughs> like Yeah, it's like, I don't know, there's literally nothing else going on in this song. No, like, yeah, that's this all is it that- is definitely doesn't have a deeper meaning but you He's listen not... to it and you you know you hear like the title old school hollywood you're like okay this is going to be like a damning you know this is going to be huge this song and you're like oh no it, it literally is, is just so the words old school hollywood and then the name yeah. of some actors that he played a baseball game with yeah like this is the one that i thought right okay i'm gonna hear some subtext here 
Yeah. Even if I've missed it in the last nine songs, yeah. I'm going to yeah. get it on this one. And yeah. there isn't any. <laughs> no. But that's because it's all saved for Lost in Hollywood. That's true. That is true. I mean, the thing I love about uh, old school Hollywood is that going into the chorus, there's like a synth swell. Yeah. He's like, doom. Yeah. And the first time, he just does it once. The second chorus, he does it twice. The third yeah. chorus, he does it three times. So it's just like they're just adding bars every time, yeah. just like prolonging that drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yes. Um, I, I mean, do you like that song? Old school Hollywood? Uh, Again, it's sort of so sort of here and gone that um, I yeah. guess yeah I guess Sad Statue and Old School Hollywood are like the back to back weakest part of the album for me. But then yeah. Lost in Hollywood I love so much that it, it kind of makes up for it. Lost in Hollywood is fantastic. Yes, it is. It's so understated compared to the rest of the absolute madness that you've listened to for the for the last yeah. sort of thirty minutes. The whole thing is quiet. There's no like kick in. There's no secret no, like second double full, time. Full band does come in, but still in a really understated way. Yeah, still clean nice. guitar, still, you know, like yeah. low key. Um, and yeah, like you're saying, what he's saying is what you expect from System when he's talking about Hollywood. If the System are going to exactly. take down Hollywood, this is what yeah. you expect them to be saying. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I don't know why I like connect so much with the acoustic side of this album, because obviously it's not their general sound. No. Just every time they start a song or sort of make a song around that idea I, I just seem to really really like it on this album yeah which is, and it's yeah it's interesting yeah and it's five minutes long this as well it's by far the longest song of the album it like, is way longer I mean, than one, else once it gets into this sort of the back half of it it does potentially like go on a bit maybe it just repeats sort the same the, section sort of twice doesn't it like there's a yeah. there's a slight bridge but it's still just R's like lots of R's with yeah. different lyrics yeah. and then he goes back to the maggot smoking fags on Santa Monica Boulevard bit yeah which I wanted to bring up has anyone ever referred to people as maggots outside of the context of Slipknot before I don't think so (laughs) I don't fucking think so yeah like is he is he directly calling out Slipknot oh I'll tell you who has actually I'll tell you who has Uh, Trunchbull calls all the children in Matilda maggots (laughs) (laughs) but she was a massive Slipknot fan (laughs) she was of course of course um Yes, that's funny. Oh, Matilda and Slipknot as a collaboration. Absolutely. Yeah. Tim Minchin, write the Do soundtrack. It. Come at me. Please, come on. Please. Um, I think it's weird that this, the album ends with two Hollywood songs next to each other as yes, well. Yes, so do I. Because it feels like they should be, especially as part of potentially a, a double album, it's like, yeah, that you see them and you're like, okay, there's like a two-part song and it's just not at all. No, not even close. Um but I mean this is a great uh, great closer for the album I think it's a really nice like composition so many layers you know, yeah. really nice uh, harmony uh, harmonising to finish the song finish the album yeah I think so so we have finished the album we finished the album I, I have a feeling we are at different places so dun 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 dun, dun, dun. so uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first sure I will go first I'll be the bad cop uh, <laughs> I was not a fan of this album Kyle Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got um, it's everything that I was less of a fan of on Toxicity is sort of yeah. turned to 11 yeah. um, and, and maybe it's because I prefer Serge to Darren and because Darren's yeah. like literally taken the lead on this album in so many ways I think it's sort of wacky and silly almost for the sake well not, not, not for the sake of it but like it's it's got so much of that that I can't sort of get through that to the mm-hmm. other side and, and find the, the bits that I like. And 
I mean, maybe it's on me. Maybe like the depth of what's going on is like a bit too hidden, and maybe like it is more dis. I mean, it's definitely more disguised um, than it was on Toxicity. But a lot of bits to me, to my ears, which are like, oh, this is, just sounds like nonsense. There probably is more going on, but it's like it's not as hard hitting. And like I listened to Toxicity, and I was like, oh, this feels like the band that continues what Rage were doing, and yeah. then. I listen to this and for half the album I'm like this sounds more like the Bloodhound Gang than yeah. anything else so yeah it's like it's, the sickest it's been bird kind of, of fun. all time <laughs> um, yeah I just think like again we, we've said before you can't in like you can't say to someone that it's too experimental but I just think like there are no defined lines that they've attempted to stick in yeah. and I just found it quite uh, quite tricky to listen to this week. Okay, sure. Yeah. How well, about you're, you? You're wrong. No, um, I'm wrong. Yeah. I think the problem the problem is we have to temper my uh, like you know enjoyment of the album with the fact that at this point I've been listening to it for uh, 18 years. Mm-hmm. So the 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 sh- the shock, the surprise, the strangeness isn't strange to me anymore. Like it's yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like listening to Violent Pornography, listening to Cigaro, is it doesn't doesn't shock me. I'm not like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, yeah, this is that song that I have been listening to since I was you know 13 years old or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's probably factored into the fact that it I don't necessarily have the same feeling as you that it seems silly and that it seems like wacky to like I agree that obviously it is like no one writes songs like System and there are definitely mm-hmm. elements of this album that are like to 10 you know what i mean like they've always yeah. been strange but the strangeness on uh, strangeness on toxicity was kind of like you say a bit more politically motivated a bit more socially conscious whereas the stuff on this yeah. is maybe the same but hidden under a, like some very strange decisions um like but, i mean like prison song was weird oh but god the yeah. meaning is is right there right and there. it's still like hits you really hard yeah like absolutely in terms of the, the content as well as how like you know that's an open that's an opener of, of an album and you're like oh this is like a, a bit of a whiplash song yeah i still get that we are talking about the prison saying. system and yeah. yeah absolutely which is maybe not as like obvious when he's shouting my cock is much bigger than yours <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's less obvious to know what the hell is going on um but i just find it really f- like fun and i also just love that system takes swings that no one else in the fucking world would ever mm. take um and I got, I've got to applaud them for that. But also, I mean, I, that's it's not just a case of oh, they tried some stuff, so I'm I'm happy to put it in the Hall of Fame. Like I do genuinely yeah. love it. There's a couple of tracks towards the end, as I said, sort of sad statue and old school Hollywood that are a bit a bit lesser than the rest. But the album's so fucking quick as well. It's got down 36 it minutes. Is. Everything's yeah. three minutes long. Even the stuff you don't like, love is here and gone. Um, I love Serge's voice. I think they're musicianship wise. I know it's basically just Darren like wearing different disguises, but like yeah. I think they are on sort of top of their game on this album. Like there's some really mm-hmm. great stuff. All the players are doing really well. And even though Serge wasn't very happy, he it's not like he doesn't deliver. Like the Serge stuff is no, brilliant and the, the the harmony vocals are great. Um so yeah, I think like it's the fact that I know this album really well and so it doesn't surprise me means that I can listen to it with just the weight of like, do I like these songs or not? Yes. Like, are they yeah. are they system, you know, yes, turned up to 11, but is that okay? Yes. And therefore, for me, I've had a great time listening to it this week. I, I'm looking forward to doing Hypnotize because I know Hypnotize less and I don't know if it's anywhere near anything like this. But, okay. um, 
yeah, it, for me, it is a Hall of Famer, but I completely understand how someone who's never listened to this and coming at it, you know, at this age with this much experience mm -hmm. behind you, maybe I would be in the same. <laughs> maybe if I was the same, I would have been like, what in fuck's name is this? Well, I mean, I, I don't think you're um, alone because obviously it got universally acclaimed by people when it came out. Yeah. You know, it debuted at number one. People were generally giving it like really, really high reviews, like straight out the gate. So yeah, I don't think it's a thing that people have come to love later yeah. on. So I wouldn't worry. Also, just a curious thing. Um, I know when we talked about Far Beyond Driven and we said like, you know, obviously that's the, the heaviest album that's ever made it to number one in the US. And I'm not saying this is heavier than Far Beyond Driven, obviously not, but it might be a weirder album to get to number one. It's like, definitely weirder. You can, I can almost see more how like a, a ridiculously brutal metal album could get to number one yep. over something as mad as this. Yeah, this does feel like a very sort of niche genre of metal, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Pantera are like groove and like heavy metal and enough people like heavy metal that you sell it. This is so strange, this album. Yeah. That the idea yeah. that enough people put it to number one is is quite odd. It basically around the world. Like I mean the fact the fact that they have like a huge worldwide fan base as like yeah. one of the biggest bands there is in yeah. rock. It's like wow. They, yeah. I mean they're doing something right. They're, Absolutely. You know. You've got to applaud it, don't you? Because yeah. they're, it's they're not making it easy for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, or for themselves. No, obviously not. Um so do you pick three songs? I did pick three songs. I actually picked four, sort of two definites and two halves. Okay. Um, question and Lost in Hollywood are my definites. Yeah. And then I really like radio video, mm -hmm. but then I feel like I, even though I don't know if I love everything about BYOB, I love that uh, chorus so much that I mm -hmm. feel like I have to mention it. So yeah, those are the sure. ones. Okay, so I mean, I'm basically in the same boat. Question and Lost in Hollywood are definite, and then I couldn't pick between BYOB and Cigaro because I absolutely love uh, Cigaro for all okay. its madness. So I'm happy with Question and Lost in Hollywood going on the. Because it's two, because you said yes, I said no. Yeah. So, yeah. And, all right, yeah. let's just do those two if you're happy with that. Oh, of course, yeah. God, yeah, they're both amazing. Cool. Okay. Question okay. and Lost in Hollywood. Wonderful. So we are doing the. It's spreadsheet time. It's spreadsheet time. Spreadsheet o'clock. It is number 41. 41. Okay, this is a band I've never listened to before. Shadows Fall. Oh. And their album, The War Within. Okay, I know for? that I know that the singer has dreadlocks. That is all I can tell you about <laughs> Shadows Fall. I remember seeing him is on Jonathan Kerrang. Davis? <laughs> oh shit, yes. No, he has long dreadlocks. That's literally all I know about them. I've never listened to a single song. Fantastic, okay. Um... Genre? What are we? What are we doing? Oh, I, metal, I suppose. Metal, metal? yeah. <laughs> I mean, you must have put this on the spreadsheet. Don't look at me. I, I didn't add so. them to the I, spreadsheet. I've never listened to them. I think they were just one of those names. Uh, yeah, that I think they're a two thousands metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. Yes. Looking forward to it. Uh, where can people find us in the meantime, Carl? We are on Instagram and Twitter at ChewTheMetal. You can email us, ChewTheMetal at gmail.com if you want to get in touch, make any suggestions, disagree with us, agree with us, be on the podcast. You know, if you fancy it, just let us know. We can, uh, you know, do that for you. Um, also, if you don't mind going on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us on there. And also, if you listen to us on Spotify regularly, they now have reviews as well. If you go to the top of our feed, there's a little star icon. You can click that and give us a rating out of five. Lovely. Please do. Um, so that has been mesmerised with two Zs by System of a Down. 
We're going to go listen to... I, I can't let it go, Kyle. I can't no, of course not. Uh, we're going to go listen to The War Within by Shadows Fall with no Zeds. And we shall see you next week. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>I listened to Down on the Upside the other day and I just remembered the one episode where we randomly grouped the songs into genre. Don't know why I decided that was a good idea. I was just listening to it thinking, oh yeah, we didn't talk about it in this order, did we? We talked about like no. this and then this and then this. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. yeah. I know you professional musicians have tracked it in a yeah. certain way. However, we're not going to do that. No, but some of them are all acoustic, so we'll talk about those actually. Exactly, yeah, makes sense, makes total sense. Yeah.